Gene, America trapped behind enemy lines. Thank you, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Uh, we're going to talk in the next hour. I'm not going to do it now this hour. Uh, the big lie that we now know that that Joe Biden told. Well, well, just even if it's going bad, just tell everybody it's OK. Wouldn't Donald Trump be impeached? Miranda Devine's uh, column today. Yeah, that call with Ghani, the Afghan president that took all the money and left the country. Yeah, if it was Donald Trump, that'd be impeachable. Putting that aside for now. Um, a lot of ground to cover. Michael Waltz also is going to join us today. And I hate to say what I'm, what's about to come out of my mouth, but I owe it to you to be honest. What is so frustrating to me is we still don't have an exact number of Americans that are now trapped and held hostage by the Taliban, the whims of the Taliban, behind enemy lines, abandoned by Joe Biden. We don't actually have the exact number. You would, you would think that's something that we would have, right? That makes sense to have, you know, the exact number of Americans. How many Americans are there? We'd like to know now. I have sources that are telling me their number of 250 is to 300 is nothing but a lie. We don't have a, 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 at all. We know the Washington Post reported 100 U.S. government sponsored journalists and their families. They were left behind. Now, you know, I'm being told it could be very well be a thousand or more. Oh, and I'm being told by people that know and it's not one person. Numerous sources. I can't tell you. I don't. They don't have a number. We don't have the exact number. There's no concrete plan to rescue them. No accurate accounting of how many Americans said Joe left behind enemy lines. They have been left behind and abandoned by their president. I never thought that could happen here. All of it, of course, very preventable. So we've got, you know, no accounting of of any of this, and. This is one of the saddest things I think I'll ever report to you. The U.S. Embassy in Afghanistan posted a dire message on their official webpage. They did this, I guess, Tuesday evening late, saying the office has suspended operations. Americans can no longer rely on the United States government assistance. Take that in. Imagine you're trapped behind enemy lines and you see that sucker. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and make your way to the airport, but we can't guarantee your safety. Oh, you better not come on Saturday. It's been a bad day. It's a bad day. Uh, if you're at the airport, you better leave now. There's a, there's a pending terror attack. That's how that's that's what our State Department was telling people all along throughout this disaster. The U.S. Embassy in Kabul has suspended operations on August 31st, 2021. The U.S. government has withdrawn its personnel from Kabul, and we will continue to assist U.S. citizens and their families in Afghanistan and in, in Qatar. The embassy will continue to provide information via the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. The embassy webpage travels and they give all this. Make contingency plans to leave when it is safe. To do so, do not rely on any U.S. government assistance. <laughs> How does that make you feel? White House official one. This is Joe Biden's White House. They are, they are horrified by his decision leaving Americans behind. One Fox News story pointed out a White House official said they were appalled and literally horrified that Joe Biden left Americans stranded in Afghanistan. Yeah, he abandoned them. 
administration official quoted in Politico said that they were stunned by the president's decision to leave Americans behind as the Taliban solidifies their power. I'm absolutely appalled, literally horrified. We left Americans there. It was a hostage rescue of thousands of Americans in the guise of a non-combat evacuation operation. We have failed that no-fail mission. Pretty pretty devastating. Oh, and now they're trying to tell us, we put this on Hannity.com. The White House is now trying to issue a clarification after Joe Biden said, well, we, we got 90% out. Oh, 10% of Americans there is okay? You know, we got 120,000 people out. This is the, 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 the extraordinary success, unparalleled results, the right, wise, best decision ever. Magnificent display of public policy. Yeah, well, no, no, Joe was wrong. We think it's 98%. And we, we believe one, only one to 200 Americans. That, that's not what we're being told behind closed doors. Now, I started out telling you one thing that we're going to have Congressman Waltz on, and Congressman Waltz has been honest with us and transparent with us. And he's telling us what Biden's not telling us and what Jen Psaki is not telling us. And what the Defense Department is not telling us and the State Department is lying about. And that is that it is dire. They're left to fend for themselves. How do you defend yourself? What are you going to what's going to happen? Congressman Waltz says, well, I'm sitting in meetings and they're giving us the real numbers and then they go out publicly and lie. He'll join us later. And this is what he said. Afghanistan will make 1979 in Tehran look like a sleepover. You might remember, what was it, 52 Americans taken hostage, 444 days, and it took Ronald Reagan's inauguration and the fear of Ronald Reagan to get them the hell out. And that happened. Afghan, you know, so now we don't know. We have another story. Great work, by the way, by our friend John Solomon. He's got the text messages. We're effing leaving Americans, abandoning American citizens. In text messages, anyway, you have a, an army colonel, former special forces soldier working on private efforts at the time to extricate stranded Americans from Afghanistan at the U.S. evacuation with, was anything but an extraordinary success. We're effing abandoning American citizens, said the army colonel assigned to the 82nd Airborne Division, told JustTheNews.com's John Solomon in that text message. To Michael Yan, who revealed the message. Yan told Just the News a group of Americans were abandoned at Kabul airport, pleading for help as military officials told them they are finished with evacuations. We had them outside the airport gate. They were there. They were waving their passports, screaming, I am an American, he said while appearing on John's podcast. People were turned away from the gate by our own army, he said. He went on to account, which he shared with Solomon, backed by three dozen text and email exchanges with frontline army officials in Afghanistan. The stranded Americans eventually scattered to, quote, safe houses to avoid capture by the Taliban, after which he wrote a stinging email to an army major whose team abandoned the rescue effort. You guys left American citizens at the gate of the Kabul airport. Three empty jets paid for by volunteers were waiting for them. You and I talked on the phone. I told you where they were. 
I gave you their passport images. I gave you my email and my phone number, and you left them behind. Great job saving yourselves. You'll probably get a lot of medals. The helper group was working frantically to get the Americans through the gate. They were there. The planes hadn't taken off yet. They knew it. How do you do that to our fellow Americans? This isn't political. This is, I don't give a flying rip what their politics are. They're our fellow Americans. Get them home. Don't leave anyone behind, Joe said again and again and again. We don't leave people behind. Not a single American. We don't leave one American behind. National Security Advisor, what a dope Jake Sullivan on fake news CNN saying that neither he nor the U.S. Central Command Chief were told that Americans were abandoned. Hey, did they they end up just taking off? One correspondent texted the helper group because National Security Advisor just uh, said that neither he nor Mackenzie heard anything about the Americans at the gates with their passports and the pictures on their passports. Correspondent noted the private group heard differently from a lieutenant colonel. Given we had comms with an 05 on the ground, that means CENTCOM 3 is shift. I'm being safe here, uh, or someone is lying. According to the private effort, the Army was told by the State Department not to rescue them. They abandoned Americans. California families still stranded in Afghanistan. White House promises to rescue the Afghan interpreter who saved Biden's life. Oh, we'll get him out. Why didn't you do it before? Taliban fans... You know, old mock funerals for U.S. and NATO with flag-draped coffins and, of course, dressed in American gear that Joe gave them. Videos of the Taliban parades captured U.S. military hardware. You know how much those uh, up-armored Humvees cost? A fortune. How much a C-17 cargo plane costs? A fortune. You know how much a Blackhawk costs? A fortune. All of All of our... Every bit of our technology now will be in the hands of Russia and China. Great job. 90 retired military leaders demand the resignation of Milley, Austin, Blinken, Sullivan. Biden's the one that made the, the call. It's his, he's the commander in chief. And then he's then he's screaming at us. As Harry Fleischer said, Biden almost shouted every word to the point where it was too much, too hot, too defensive. As he's proclaiming an extraordinary success, the right, the wise, the best decision, leaving Americans behind is the right decision. The wisest decision. You know, what the dumbest decision was the dumbest decision was not doing it when we controlled Kabul. I'm telling you, Congressman Mike Waltz is going to end up being right. Well, well, let me ask you, do you remember Mogadishu? Do you remember when ISIS Remember the name Daniel Pearl? Does that ring a memory with anybody? Many of you, I warned you not to look at it. It's my job to look at it. When they lined people up and decapitated them on a beach, all the blood in the water. Know what it's like to take a knife and decapitate a human head? You know how much strength and effort goes into that? I only know because I watched it. That level of evil now surrounds the people that Joe Biden abandoned. Now the Taliban, you know, this wonderful group that Joe trusts so much, they're now forcing 
U.S. trained Afghan pilots to fly American warplanes for future terrorist attacks. Either you teach us or we'll kill you. National resistance forces were able to kill three, 13 Taliban fighters, but we're not doing anything to help them. I told you about the Taliban holding their victory parade with captured U.S. military equipment. That took place, too. One Blackhawk helicopter seen flying over Kandahar in recent days, suggesting someone from the former Afghan army was at the controls because it's either that or die. Teach us how to fly it. We'll kill you then. U.S. warplanes left behind by Biden give the Taliban the stronger air force than one third of NATO's nations, according to the U.K. Daily Mail. They've done a phenomenal job on all of this. Taliban chiefs reportedly ordered their troops to hunt down pilots from the disbanded Afghan Air Force who received extensive training from the U.S. and its allies to fly high-tech warplanes and choppers. Now the Taliban's going to learn how to fly those suckers. And it's going to end up that they're going to be flying equipment that's stronger uh, than will have a stronger air force than one-third of NATO's nation NATO's nations. Great. Bigger than Australia, for example. Afghanistan's top policewoman is now running for her life. She was already beaten by the Taliban. Couldn't see that coming. We'll continue. Biden lied. Americans died chance that the media so loved to do when George W. Bush and Dick Cheney were in office. It's an amazing thing about Liz Cheney, isn't it? She's now friends with the people that accused her dad of being a war criminal, a murderer, and uh, of, uh, let's see... Uh, financial uh, inappropriateness with Halliburton. You know, strange, you know, strange partnerships emerge in life. Where is the Biden lied because we now know he knew. Where are the calls for the impeachment of Joe Biden for lying? He knew the conditions on the ground were terrible. Whether it's true or not, just go tell people it's all good. We're beating the Taliban. Just lie. Speaks volumes. Doesn't that sound an awful lot like the guy? You're not getting the billion dollars. You're not getting the bill unless you fire that Ukrainian prosecutor. What vice president would leverage a billion dollars to fire a dopey Ukrainian prosecutor? Well, one investigating his zero experienced son being paid millions. I can see him doing it. Makes you wonder, you know, what does Russia have on the Bidens? Everyone worried about the, the, the P-tape with Donald Trump. Did Donald Trump have two hookers urinating in his bed? No, it wasn't true. None of it was true. It was just used to spy on a presidential candidate and a president. Still, nobody's really been held accountable. I know. What's the guy's name again? Oh, yeah, John Durham. The Durham Report. Any day now. We're going to have it right after Labor Day last year. And I have it way before then. It's just the double standard is nauseating. What about China? All the experience. Hunter Biden's firm beat out, oh, Deutsche Bank, Goldman Sachs, you know, Chase, Morgan, you know, all these great companies. I guess Hunter's that good. We'll continue. the 
mainstream press talking about this stuff, Sean Hannity is on the radio. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, Support for Biden's impeachment is growing in the House. More than 30 Republicans. But This is where I have, like, zero respect for the Republican Party because they just immediately capitulate. Mitch McConnell, he's not going to be removed from office. No, we're not going to be involved in impeachment. And I'm not saying I, I just don't think Joe Biden is up to the job completely. We don't know who's really, the, who, you know, who the great puppeteers are. Because I think he's weak, frail, and a cognitive mess. I'm very clear about that. And by the way, the world sees it. Everybody sees it. But Republicans, when it comes to fighting, they just capitulate constantly. You know, some fight more than others. Got to give credit to a few. Anyway, 30 Republicans. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I don't. Is Joe Biden fit to be the commander in chief? No, I don't believe he is. I do not. Is it sad? It's really sad. Nobody's really covering. Like, oh, I will give NBC News. They did cover this. We covered the news last week that more than two dozen California kids, some of them preschoolers, remain trapped in Afghanistan. So it's not like the Biden administration didn't know about these kids when they pulled up the evacuation, uh, you know, pulled up stakes and just flew out of town before the deadline of the Taliban leaving Americans behind two weeks earlier, Joe Biden swearing, I'm, no, we're not going to leave anyone behind. We'll stay in as long as it takes. Two dozen school students from Sacramento remain in Afghanistan after the U.S. evacuation ended earlier in the week, according to the San Juan Unified School District. So we got 100 journalists we don't trap behind enemy lines. You know, start adding it up. Their numbers don't air add up. And my sources in the House and the Senate keep saying, no, we're working on hundreds of cases. Now, there might be some overlap. But when I ask the people that would know, they get real briefings. And my sources, they tell me our fear is it's well above a thousand. They hope they're wrong, but they don't have an answer. And not having an answer is not a good answer. Anyway, these we can confirm. That we currently have 29 students, 19 families in Afghanistan. Raj Rai, the director of communications for the school district, responding on behalf of the superintendent, Ken Kern. We stand ready to support these students and families in whatever ways that we can. Earlier Tuesday, the total number of students from the San Juan Unified School District Still in Afghanistan, was thought to be 32. The district has since learned that three of the students have been evacuated. Right, so they now have 29 students, 19 different families, trapped behind enemy lines, hostage to the whims of the Taliban. And probably ISIS-K at some point here. We are pushing the Department of Defense and the State Department for an update. Why do we have to push them for an update? Why did Joe leave? Why did he abandon Americans. Why is that our own embassy with their dire message? Uh, Americans can no longer rely on the United States government for assistance. Oh, my gosh. How would you feel if that was you? I just 
The problem is, unfortunately, when I when I researched the book I did in 2004, Deliver Us From Evil, it was a hard book to do, and I don't like writing books anyway, and I'm never going to write another one. And I, I only did it the first one in 10 years last year because I just felt the moment the need was that we're at a crossroads, and I don't think I was wrong. If anything, I was more right than I even thought, and I wish I wasn't. And that is live free or die, America and the world on the brink. And I just, when I was researching that, and you look at what happened in China under Mao, what happened in the former Soviet Union under Stalin, what happened with Hitler and Nazi Germany? More people probably know about that than other, some of these other instances. Well, fascism, Nazism. Imperial Japan, the Killing Fields, Pol Pot, Cambodia. I mean, I can keep going on. And when I'd give interviews or I'd give a speech and talk about the book, you know, the, the, the rounded out number is in the last century alone, almost 100 million human beings killed because of these governmental systems that are adopted. And it's hard for good people to grasp that there is real evil. And I would say that all the time. Good people don't think like evil people. Their hearts aren't evil, so they have a hard time relating to it. You know, if you can go, you know, look at these examples. You know, let me bring it to a personal level. If, if, there was a story today in the New York, I think it was the New York Post. This is hard to understand about this pervert in Brooklyn, New York. And a serial pervert has been terrorizing an entire Brooklyn neighborhood neighborhood by exposing himself to school children. But because of New York's idiotic no bail reform law, he keeps getting left out. The pervert's name is, we know who he is, Harry Zucker, 77-year-old man with a desire for fondling himself in public, in front of children. And he's exposed himself five times just since April 27th, according to court records. And then the judges, they got their hands tied because of the laws in New York. They are barred from imposing bail and putting this pervert where he belongs. Now, to do that to a child is pretty evil, but it's not the worst evil. You think of these pedophiles that prey on children. You think of, you know, the, the, the rape of an innocent woman or even a young girl. The Taliban, they're just taking young girls out of people's homes as their sex slaves and wives. That's, that's what we've left behind after 20 years. So it's hard to understand. It's hard, I think, for good people to understand evil. You know, if you're willing to walk up to an older lady like we've been seeing video after video after video and, and just beating the living Adam Schiff out of somebody, that's evil. If you just kill somebody for the sake of killing them and taking their wallet, it's evil. Governments are evil, too. And the crimes that they commit against humanity. Just think of 100 million people. I. So, unfortunately, the way my mind works is knowing all of this, it goes to the worst place possible when I start thinking about what the reality of 
of Americans held behind enemy lines of radical Islamic terrorists. We've studied ISIS and Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. They're all terror groups. We know what we're capable of. Watching videos, Daniel Pearl, ISIS videos, you know, severing of heads, you name it. It's all on. It's all there. I've seen too much of it. You go back to Nazi Germany, the death camps. I wrote about that in the book, and I would describe Nazi Germany. And Nazi Germany was such that they'd literally bring people into the death camp. And to avoid chaos and fear breaking out, they would give false hope to the people getting off the trains. Okay, um, are there any nurses in this group? Oh, step forward. We need your assistance. We definitely have, we have work for you here. Anybody in the jewelry business, anybody, a plumber, elect, whatever. And every person's like, oh, yes, I can do that job. I can do it. And they did it to keep calm. Then they had everyone take off their clothes. All right, we're going to send you in the shower, and then they kill you. How do the people involved in that every day go home and eat dinner with their own family? You have to be pretty, pretty evil. Got to have an evil heart to do that. Good people don't understand evil. That's evil. And when I think about all of these Americans now behind enemy lines, surrounded by and, and frankly hostage to evil groups, you know, ISIS is convert or die. I'm sure ISIS K is not any different than ISIS. Maybe more radical. What happens when they get these American hostages in their custody. I think the Taliban's going to stop them. Now, I'm sure that they, that they, a lot of people, you know, Joe Biden is out there lying to America saying they've got, we've got all the leverage. You don't have any leverage. They've got the leverage. And the leverage is Americans. And they're going to want massive amounts of money. It's called ransom. And that's probably your best option ransom because you put yourself in the position of being of of putting americans in harm's way well it's against the law to pay a ransom or negotiate with terrorists that's all true now i'll ask the harder question but your loved one your family member your mother your father your brother your sister your cousin your son your daughter what do you want your government to do at that point? We don't have any good options. We left. We abandoned them. That's where we are here. You know, and you think about day-to-day life and the things that we think are important. I'll tell you what's important to me is getting these Americans home safely. Wouldn't have happened under Donald Trump. That much I can tell you. Oh, I've, I inherited this deal. That deal was obliterate them. If they didn't abide by the agreement, they violated the agreement a thousand different ways. We'll talk to Mike Pompeo tonight. That was what it was predicated on, obliteration. Do you understand? Talk to many people. Release the, release the transcript, Joe. Trump will give you the okay to release that transcript. Donald Trump with the leader of the Taliban. Release it. I'd love to see it. 
because this because people that I know were on the call that told me exactly what happened. There was no ambiguity. And the question went back to the leader of the Taliban. Do you understand me? That's what it was predicated on. That's called peace through strength. And they believed it. One thing you can say about Donald Trump, he kicked Baghdadi's ass and associates' ass, killed them all, killed Soleimani, killed the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen, and he kicked the living Adam Schiff out of the, the ISIS caliphate in Iraq and Syria. How did he do that? Bombed them into obliterated them. There were no handcuffs, rules of engagement like Biden and Obama. They didn't exist. If you're going to fight a war against evil, that's your only option. That's it. You fight, you win. No other option. Was it wrong for Harry Truman to drop those bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki? All these years later, it's still debated by many people. To me, he made the right decision. Is it terrible? Is it catastrophic? Is it sad? Yep. Who started that war? Who attacked Pearl Harbor? An unprovoked attack. Sneak attack. Who killed all the, the USS Arizona? Who killed all those Americans? Remember the comment by Japan's leader? I think it was Tojo. I don't remember. We just I fear that we've just awakened the sleeping giant. And then America mobilized. And this was a nationwide effort. Guys like my father spent four years in the Navy, went out to fight. But back home, the support from people that either were disqualified from being able to serve or all of America's women rose to the occasion, producing all of the weapons, the the ships, the the the, the tanks, the weaponry, the munitions to fight that war and win it. Victory in Europe, victory over Japan, and America was victorious. America just left Afghanistan in the most humiliating fashion. And all of it was preventable easily. Because Joe knew that they were on the march. We now know for a fact he knew. And he was asking the Afghani president to lie. And he didn't lift a finger when we controlled Kabul. And we could have evacuated every American, every Afghan ally, and taken all of our equipment home. And he didn't do it. And the... Yeah, New York Post is right. Every life is on Joe. Blood is on Joe's hands. That's right. He did this. He he allowed this to happen. Never in my life did I ever think the United States of America would leave a single citizen behind. Not knowing how many are behind any enemy lines is I don't know if that's worse. We'll continue.